edit it. We're doing the thing. It's happening. Yeah, that's it. No, this is great. We're doing the thing. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, okay. So we had. So what are we doing? Okay, so we're bullshitting on camera on a Monday yep. morning. Um, yep. Probably a lot about fencing, but also probably a lot about life and philosophy and maybe yeah. economics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, yeah, who knows? Um, it happens. Probably, probably, probably some talk about, um, you know, without going into sp particular and specific detail, uh, raising kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so our children might murder us if we tell yeah, yeah, exact we, specific we stories about them on the internet. Like that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like you know, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. So definitely not um, detail, but but more sort of like maybe our insights that we may or may not have learned from watching YouTube videos or like just movies um, yeah. or, or potentially personal experience, but we won't, par we won't parse that out. So. <laughs> <laughs> like how many, how many times can you try to show a kid an eighties movie that you watched as a kid just to discover how horrific that shit is? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. That's a that's a that's a quintessential example of the type of um, kid related uh, or parent related material that might feature in our in our in our weekly discussions. Exactly. Um, um, we were yeah. gonna, I think, start about uh, telling stories about how we became friends. Uh, well, so I would be interested. Uh, not to. <laughs> Not to put me on the spot. But I would be interested in hearing your perspective on that. Uh, I certainly have. I certainly have my story to tell. Okay. But... So, all right. So we had met at WMAW. I don't know how many times until like I managed to remember your face. Probably a lot of times, embarrassingly. But uh, I, I, I've done that to a lot of people. <laughs> Where people are like, no, we met. I'm like, did we? Sorry. <laughs> but um, we fenced at long point something or other, whichever long point that was. Uh, that would have been that would have been 2019. 2019. Okay. Oh yeah, that was the long point I was at for 24 hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, we fenced there and. Um, that was like my biggest first memory of you in my mind. And then, I don't know, we must have talked more, but then we, you invited me up to wrestle at your spot, mm. um, at your club and, and to teach a, a little bit about whatever. I mean, I did some Von Baumann's and some other wrestling shit. Yeah, I was, I was really interested. And so I had gotten to see your uh, present. I mean, so I, I you know, you, you've been a pretty public figure for for quite a while, uh, pretty public uh, historical fencing intellectual for a while. And so I've always been, you know, I keep up with kind of the things or I, I had been keeping up with most of what people were saying uh, in a public way at that time, right? So throughout throughout the decade of, of 
2010 onward. Um, and, and so, but I was really interested by your presentation, the, the one you did for long point. I don't know what you remember about that, right? Because you have a thousand presentations that you can give. But this one was, um, this one was about trees. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was just the, uh, I thought that was just the coolest thing that I'd heard coming out of historical fencing for, for, for a long time. So um, I thought a lot, I, well, and I just, I wanted, so I, and I had already been planning a wrestling weekend for years at that point. And I hadn't invited you yet, um, but I had already talked to like Keith and Tim and just trying to figure out how to make something like that work. And, but yeah, so, you know, having, having gotten to listen to your talk and then we fenced a little bit and then it was, it was a wise, the wisest decision to like try and bring you in and build this blessing weekend with you in mind. Uh, so, but yeah. So, all right, sorry, continue. Okay. I'm going to have another cup of um, Starbucks that I'm going to grab. Oh, t totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Long Point 2019. I gave, yeah, I gave a talk on trees. And like that, let me just say, I do give a lot of talks about a lot of shit. And like largely I run on the theory that I know what I'm talking about. And so I don't really have to be nervous about it because like nobody there knows more than I know about what I'm about to say. Sure. Yeah. Right. Which isn't, I mean, isn't actually always true, but 99.9% .9 of the time it's true because you're, even if, even if you're talking about a subject, other people know shit about, they don't know your internalization of said subject, right? So it's always something that you're the expert on. I am the expert in my experience of this academic topic or, or fencing topic or whatever. But in the case of the tree talk, I had been working on that idea since 2015, at least, where I was like, I need to understand these trees. And had been working and working and working and working and relatively privately. I hadn't presented it. I hadn't talked a lot about it. Certainly not on the internet, right? Um, but I had talked to Jake Norwood about it, about this idea. And so he like, and it was kind of getting decent, right? I think I have it better now than I did then, 2019, it's 2021 now. But like, it was pretty good at that point. And it hadn't changed a lot in, in at least a year. And so Jake was like, shut up, Finley, you have to present this. Like, I don't care how you feel about your topic at this point, you will present it. This is happening. It's too bad, get over it. And I was like, wrecked with anxiety about presenting it because in, in some ways it was super personal. Um, but well, I mean, in some I mean, ways, in some way, yeah. And I mean, in some ways it was super personal. Like it's, it's definitionally super personal, right? Like that was the whole, that was the whole point. Sorry. Go right. Ahead. Right. No, that was the point. Like, this is the way I see the whole art. Right. Um, and I think the way I see the art can be useful for you if you're willing to accept it. Okay. But which sounds easy to say, 
But at that time, it was like not only presenting like how I see the art, but nobody else had ever written about this topic in fencing. It was like new, right? Everything else I had ever talked about had built on someone I saw as an expert. Mm. Yeah, so I could say I have this solid foundation, yeah, whatever, whatever balm to my anxiety I needed, yeah. I always had. Um, but yeah, that one, dude, I was so sick. I was so sick about presenting it. It yeah. was awful, but I did it. Well, so what, what, I, what I thought was most awesome about that um, talk wasn't, it wasn't even, it wasn't even um, how you saw the art, right? Like it wasn't, it, it, it had um, the thing about, and maybe now that I can reflect on, and based on what you just said, I can reflect on what it was that you were doing up there, right? It becomes clear to me that it was inspiring because you were making a stand about what you believed were in these texts, what you believed was important about what are in these texts and how you're kind of over, um, how you're kind of over qualifying it or, or filtering it or run, running it past, you know, running it past the community or whatever. Right. And it's just like, nah, man. Uh, and so what your talk, what, what your talk was supposed to be was this is how I, see the text, right? And what your talk ended up being, for me at least, but I think for many people there, was uh, you can have your own ideas. You can have your own ideas about what you see in these texts and I don't care what they are. I mean, I'll, I'm interested to listen to you talk about right. them, but um, I'm not gonna tell you they're wrong. And and that's kind of, and it, it was a really refreshing and healthy, perspective on what this activity i mean let's it led to all sorts of questions about what we're doing and you know why there's so much baggage related to how we interpret and who agrees with us and you know who thinks ours is authoritative or the best or whatever um and like it you know leads to all those questions but you know it was also just the um the confidence that you displayed right mm. which is just like um and you know, and and the the other thing is like it was reasonable. It wasn't unreasonable. It wasn't like this is what I believe, and I don't care what you say. And it wasn't like an you know an eloquent and an accessible interpretation. It was just it was totally reasonable. It made a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. It's probably you know it's certainly correct, and as much as we can discern that. Um, but it, that wasn't the point, and it wasn't the point for me, right? For me, it right. was like you can be brave, and you can. Uh, have your own ideas about this thing and not worry that other people are going to disagree with you or, or take it to the internet and crap all over it or whatever, you know, and mm -hmm. we should all just kind of get on that program. And I think it'd be healthier for our community to just all get on that program. And you, you said that in not so many words a few times throughout the talk. Right. So again, like I, you know, I, <laughs> so I think it was inspiring. Right. You inspired awesome. me because it was like, uh, I, it gave me the confidence to be able to say that I, I, 
because I had been coming more and more disinterested in sort of the attitudes of the community towards what I thought about what was going on, you know? Um, right. And so it was just, it was very poignant and it was very germane to my life and my journey at the time. Uh, and, you know, those parts of it, especially also the fencing was great. So that's always fun to hear people, <laughs> fencing stuff. but that was like, like, that was the least interesting part of that talk for, for me. So, right. Like, and yeah. like, I mean, it, you know, it, like you took away, you know, from what you were just saying, like, like we don't have to worry about it. And my reality was worry about it and do it fucking anyways. Sure. Yeah. Right. Was my lived experience of doing that. Right. And now like, since I did get up, presented the tree, uh, as well as repeatedly, as you say, I think I, I think my final statement is make your own fucking tree. Yeah, right? that was it. I think that's it's that's how I ended the talk. <laughs> Um, and also that talk went way over time, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think that's going to be a theme. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, and, 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 and but so now that I've done it, it, it really is. You know, okay, all right. So now that I'm talking about it, I'll say this. Maybe what changed for me in that talk was I went from this is the way I see the art to this is the art. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like once I got past the fear of presenting it, it like in my own mind, and I'm not saying everybody has to take my art, but in my own mind, it went from this is what I think to this is. Well, and so so I'll tell you why I just relate like why it was so germane to my experience and my journey in that moment. Right. Mm. Which is that I had been focusing a lot on. Uh, so I'm I'm an amateur philosopher. Right. Or or at least I, you know, I study philosophy on a regular basis because I'm that, you know, it's just my nature. And um, I've kind of been on a lot of different roads, right, with regards to um, schools of philosophy that I was interested in studying or just ways that I thought about the world. And at the time, and really since, for, for several years now, uh, but, you know, starting just before you gave your talk, I was really drawn to schools of um German idealism, right? So uh, 19th century German uh, idealist philosophy, Hegel, and then um, and sort of and then also like like postmodernism, um, just the personal nature of our realities, right? So like a lot of I, a lot of um, discussion and a lot of study on the personal nature of um, of the truth of the world right so like maybe there you know so there's various ways that you can think of truth and this is certainly not what i'd like to get into today but just like I, a little intense for like the first time we try this 
I had I had become very steadfast in my view, and I still am very steadfast in my view that truth, is, truth, capital T truth or lowercase t, I don't care, is 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 just personal, right? Um, and you can you can kind of explain that various ways, but but the bottom line is like. There is there is no objective reality for me, or or if there right. is, it's a relevant, right? And so, and so, what all I'm trying to do, especially at the time, I've matured a little bit since then. A little bit. Um, I hope I hope I've matured at all since then, but I I believe I have at least a little bit. Um, at the time, I was thinking like where our where our truth comes from is is the functional relevance that it has to our lives, right? So we yeah. choose our truth based on the way we can use it as tools to negotiate the world that we live in, right? right? And, 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 so, and when you have a frame, so you have a, it gives you a perspective to ground things in, including observation, right? And so this is sort of like, I disagree with the idea that um, you can observe, you know, observe laws acting in the world, right? So like, I don't really believe that you can um, that you can discover the laws about the universe um, because you always have to frame them somehow, and you have to frame them in your experience. So your observations, right. uh, your tools of measurement, all of that stuff come from the, uh, the 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 framework that you've built, the perceptual framework that you've built to be able to interpret the data that you're getting, and right. so. And so where does that come from, right? Because that has to come from somewhere and it can't come from observed reality because uh, because you needed it first. So you can't fit you, you can't fit your perceptual framework in observed reality, right? So that's sort of where I was at in my life. Right. right? So then what is the art is could only be in here, right? That, like yeah. that and and so and that and not only could it not only could the art only exist in here, rather than being this sort of platonic thing that exists up in in, in the ether, right? Um, it it has to. It's not that it's uh, it's not that it's different for everyone, but in a sense, like it's it is a, it's just a personal thing. So art is just a personal. It's a personal thing. That um, and then I've kind of traveled down that road for for quite a while but it really it begins there for me and so like once you accept that right then you realize it's like this whole thing is a fool's errand right yeah. like the like to try and discover the sort of platonic ideal of what it is that we're looking for in these texts that's not that's totally backwards way of doing this right because the platonic ideal is here exactly exactly yeah only here yeah. and it comes from all of everything that you've experienced in your life yeah. right so it's um right and, i sat on i sat on this amazing uh conference last weekend and one of the things i took out of it it was about polyvagal theory which is a whole it's not a theory but whatever you know people use that word um <clears throat> but it's a it's a whole way of um thinking about the states of your brain right? Largely for the purpose of dealing with depression, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera, right? Negative states of being or things that we experience negatively. Um, but one of the like cool things I took out of that was um, it, 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 to paraphrase, story begets state, 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes in that order. Mm-hmm. It does not go the other way. And so this speaks to everything you're talking about, about the nature of reality and the nature of observed experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But <clears throat> that truth is so deep. Um, you know, like we, we talk about this all the time. I, I can't fence like you fence. Mm. I don't have your body. Mm. Right? My leverage is inherently different. Yeah. Right? Not that I can't learn from your fencing and should, right? Um, and maybe take myself out of defaults and comfort zones and blah, 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 blah. And that's why we can always, even though the art is here and you have to find yours, that's why you still have to get out and learn everyone else's too. Yeah. And you can learn, you can learn uh, from other art- artists. You can also learn from science. So I'm like, I'm not like rejecting science, right? So right. Um, there's lots of value in science where the fact that we're having this conversation right now um, the, that required like minimal effort, uh, relatively, right. you know, mi- minimal effort, absolutely like ridiculously low effort. Like this requires nothing for us to just sit here in different parts of the country and have this conversation, right? And it's all because of science and laws and predict, you know, being able to predict things and like I think that's great I totally love it right and I use that I can use those things to inform uh, the my truth right so I can use science and even this, like a quote-unquote science of fencing right so I can use ideas about geometry and ideas about uh, physics to to make sense or to you know use as tools to help map out the way I experience a fencing bout or, you know, the way I communicate what's happening in an exchange with my partner or whatever. Um, right. Those are all, those are all great, but it's just sort of, it's just sort of coming. It's that thing. Story begets state. We have to just remind ourselves constantly that this is, you know, that these things about physics or science that we're so sure about a, it's not it's not necessarily true that when we relate those ideas to other people that they're going to all of a sudden become better fencers because of that right, right? <laughs> so like it doesn't matter that it's science and that it's it's objectively true right it it it's irrelevant to a lot of people um and it's not necessarily true that other ways of communicating knowledge or other ways of conceiving of the truth of the thing wouldn't be more effective and and uh helping someone you know develop their own art right absolutely and so like if if me like ramming science down somebody's throat and then you just say like no 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 no, you're just hunting right you know you're just hunting and then that's your prey right and like I, you know, it's not clear to me that your way isn't better. Right. Right. And so, and then if it, if, if they don't take anything from what I said about my science, like all the science that I was trying to ram down their throat, then what difference does it make whether or not it's true? Right. It's just, it's not a useful paradigm at all. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And that is, I mean, to quote um, Mary Carruthers, who, whose work I built on, to figure out the trees 
right? She says that, uh, again, paraphrasing, because I'm not going to bother to get out the book, but she says that medieval people were not particularly concerned if the diagrams that they created were true. All they cared about were if they were useful. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Our, our, our conception of truth is so informed by the development of science, you know, yeah. in the post-medieval world, right? Like, right. and that's another thing that I loved about your lectures. It really it hammers at home because you can see, you know, so like we'd like to say, well, they just weren't sophisticated enough, right? They just didn't, they just didn't understand the world well enough. We have science and we can know truth, right? And it's right. like, I don't know. Like, are you saying you're a better fencer than those people? Like what, you know? <laughs> right, right. So um, I think we became friends because we could start trying to tell the story of how we became friends and end up talking about the nature of truth um, yeah. before finishing the story of how we became friends. <laughs> yeah, like at 5% of the way through the story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, so what happened then? <laughs> so what happened then? So, so uh, I discussed the nature of truth at long point. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so you invited me up to wrestle. Like, that's what I remember. I'm sure we talked in between there various times. Um, but that's the part I remember. And then um, I also remember, so that was what, twenty early 2020, February? March? Well, no. So we met again at WMAW after that. Now that just that you're oh, saying. Oh, in that 2019. Yeah, you're saying the date. So I, I remember now because there was a WMAW in 2019. And that was when you had a, a swan hat. I did uh, have it. We, I do. Oh, is, is it probably? It's probably. Uh, come here, swan hat. Yes, Swan Hat. Yeah. Right, that gorgeous thing. And oh so, we, so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> and so we spent uh, we spent an evening chatting uh, at WMAW. You wearing a Swan Hat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were a little un inebriated at the time. That's possible. Uh, That's entirely I, I possible. I wasn't because I had stopped drinking that year. Uh, still, still sober to this day. Woohoo! Right. Um, but, but it was fine. And we listened to stories about um, uh, chimps and <laughs> uh, chimps and silos and uh, crazy. Yeah. We did. We heard some pretty crazy stories that night. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I was thinking because I was just chatting with a friend. Um, we where we want to have a discussion about about drum solos and their relationship with martial arts. And he and uh, I was chatting with him this morning. I was like, you know, I'm I'm recording the first episode of a podcast, um, to, in like an hour, and uh, I'm sure that I would love to have you on to talk about drum solos and the relationship with martial arts. And uh, and and now that we're saying this, like I realize that I also want to get the chimp people on to really tell that story, and you know, I don't know if that's going to be possible. But like, I don't the know world if that's The world deserves that story. I can't do it justice. Um, anyway. No, no, okay. that story is um, a lot. So, 
So anyways, um, yes, that did that's happen. When that's when I, I invited you out, uh, was that yes. evening. Mm -hmm. um, but okay, so I come out and it was March of 2020, right? Early March. It was, no, it was February. It was, uh, I only know this because this was shortly after that. So I had to get on a plane. Yeah. And then, and then COVID happened on my way back. Right. Right. Cause I, that's what I remembered. Um, okay. Cause I had Alina Boyden here doing a two week long intensive. And the moment I wrapped up with that, I came to you, but we all got super sick. Was it oh, COVID? Yeah. Who knows? Right. Right. But remember, I was sick as hell. And um, we were sick. And so, I was yeah, like, so we did something else. You know what we did? We did. Uh, we ended up at the Met. We no, Yeah. We we ended up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we ended up. I think that's where we. I think that's really where we became friends. Yeah. Right. Because that was. Um, we spent the weekend in New York city together yep. uh, with, with a bunch of other friends. And that's when we really started talking to each other and becoming more and more interested in each other's ideas about fencing yeah. and philosophy and, and all this stuff. Yeah. And so, and then, and so it, it was just happenstance that you came out a month later to teach this wrestling thing that I was putting on. Right. Um, but then, by, but by then the ship had already sailed. Yeah, for real, for real. I just remember, I, I remember being sick or Brian was sick or Finn, like, cause all of us got whatever that was. Well, right. And that's why I remember uh, Manhattan because you were so sick throughout that whole experience. Like you were even getting over it then. Like we were yeah. walking through the museum and you were just talking about how you, you know, you had this super terrible cough and you didn't know, you know, you were not sure why it was lingering so long and yeah. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I remember being like, I don't, I don't know if I can come teach wrestling James. And you were like, fuck you, you're coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know if I should. And you were like, no, no, no yeah, choice. You are getting on a plane. If I have to fly down there and put you on the plane and bring you back. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we wrestled. That was fun. That was a great weekend. It was. Uh, it was a really great weekend. It was cool to see lots of different perspectives on, on historical wrestling. And it was cool to have a whole weekend full of historical fencers where no one basically used swords the entire time. Right. Um, so yeah, I agree. I agree. And then you're talking, and then you gave the, I made you give the tree talk uh, again. Yes. Yes. Um, which is recorded and on YouTube somewhere. I suppose we could find it and link it. Uh, I think it's unpublished. Um, That's probably true. Yeah. yeah, but anyway. Uh, is it, but, is yeah. the other one recorded? Is the one that you gave at Longpoint, was that recorded? Mm -mm. No. Okay. Mm -mm. No. And I've, I've given a lot. I mean, people could like Google it, right? Yeah. Like I've given um, online versions of it. Hmm. um as well so like it can be found right um also patreon duh right there's a ton about it on there so um yeah okay so your perspective i told i told lots of things well so um so we're you know we're only in 2020 now 
right? Oh, that's um, true. And so really it was, so we had decided that we really enjoyed uh, what each other had to say. Right. Uh, but, and so then we talked about doing a, a kind of more um, methodically laid out podcast, right? right. Or, or, or not even podcast. It wasn't supposed to be a podcast. It was just a, a video series that I think I had envisioned as being like eight episodes or something of right. just like going through, um, going through about, you know, sort of, you know, it's hard to say, like, I didn't, I, I didn't, it didn't, it wasn't supposed to be about the Zettel or what we thought the Zettel was like, that was going to come up invariably, but, but it was more like exploring the idea of your tree talk, which is this, you know, what is the nature of, of a martial arts system and, right. and how is it useful and what is it in terms of truth, you know, um, yeah. How is it a reflection of truth and and sort of really just putting all of those ideas out in a, in a more systematized way. Um, and we recorded and this is like March or April of 2020. And it, it was recorded, warm. I was sitting outside. That's all I remember. Yeah. So we recorded one episode of that and we were we, we made it like an hour and a half, almost two hours, I think. Right. And it was great. It was just a. It was, it was probably like, it was probably exactly the truth, the objective truth of <laughs> fencing. And then like the recording was crap or something happened with the mic or whatever. And so we just like, we'll get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we and, won't. No, we right, won't. We didn't know, right? We didn't know any better. Yeah. Um, but we sort of kept in close communication um, just further developing ideas and and exploring ideas. And then for me, what happened or what felt like happened was that we had moved so far forward mm. that to try and capture it and put it out in a sort of a podcast form would have just left people behind, yeah. right? Or either that or like if we had to redo the thing, then it would have, then I would have, no, I, I kind of would have not been interested in it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I have the patience to, um, to, 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 to travel that road again, right? Right. Um, you know, it was, it was arduous. Uh, but I mean, but so much joy and so much happiness, right? It brought me just an unbelievable amount of, 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 of joy and happiness and satisfaction and growth. Um, but it's just like, I, you know, so now I, you know, now I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep on growing. Like, I don't need, you know, we don't need to put this out. And at this point, like, who's going to, who's going to get anything of value from it? Um, and so I, 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 you know, I don't want to say I gave up on the idea, but it was just, it became less relevant to me. Right. Yeah. And I was just more, I was just more interested in, and in, in continuing the conversation and being able to pick up where we left off uh, and being able to take all of these different roads, all of these different, um, you know, shortcuts and long cuts. And, um, and so, and so, yeah, that's like, it's been two years. And then we had the pandemic too, right? So because we had the pandemic, we, um, 
I, you know, sort of my life was really busy before the pandemic and I was able to just kind of diffuse a lot of that. Um, yeah. And it gave me more time to be able to, to go on this journey and experience this growth. And so, and, you know, in a way I'm, I'm grateful to the circumstance for what it led to. Right. Yeah, for um, sure. But, but that's where we were at. And I hadn't even thought about, and also like, I was making videos back in 2019 um, and I was trying to be more uh, regimented and then, you know, pandemic hit and it really derailed a lot of stuff. So I just became less interested in, in putting out content or whatever. Right. Uh, and that's where, I, and that's where I've been at. And yeah. then, um, and so that, but now we're here. Yeah. Right. We are. So I would say, uh, one of the major contributors to us becoming friends is we both like to talk on the actual phone. <laughs> and uh, I think you ninja called me as you referred to it. And I was like, yeah, done. Like I'm, I'm, we're friends now, like forever friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's another thing that will probably worm its way into our discussions here is um, the, the current state of technology uh, and the relationship of the fencing community to that state of technology, um, yeah. our, our personal relationships um, and with that state of technology, right? Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, I'm specifically like uh, pointing at so social media, right? Yeah. And, um, the, you know, there's value there somehow, somewhere. Right. But I think especially in the pandemic and being able to kind of disconnect and feel fine about disconnecting because that was it was an empowering thing. Right. It was like, I'm not, you know, you feel tied to it. And then you and then this is a great excuse to like untie yourself. Yeah. Um, and and so. I, you know, I've, I've, I've. And yeah. And so like having relationships in real life relationships, mm -hmm. you know, has been beneficial to me, right? Yeah. So like, um, I feel like a lot of the relationships that I had developed online were uh, almost soulless, right? It just, I mean, I, and, and yeah, I mean, I don't wanna, I, I, this isn't to speak to any of the, any of my numerous friends that I, you know, that, um, people that are really important in my life. Like I'm not, I'm, it's just the, the vehicle in yeah. which I developed those relationships just wasn't making them as meaningful as they could be. And as meaningful as I needed in my life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like, I would just say like, there's a cooking analogy there, right? <clears throat> it's like a, a, a friendship or a relationship through social media is like eating something with too little salt. Yeah. Like it's just, it can be super nourishing, but it's a little lacking, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm totally with you. Like as, as, as you know, I tried to ax the vast majority of my engagement um, really, to social I really, media. I really like the, I really like the salt um, metaphor because I, I never put salt on my food. 
my whole life. And I was just saying, I never put any salt on my food. Right? Okay. I never saw the, I never saw the, like the value in it, or I never understood what it was for. And I never re really felt like I needed it. I didn't need it to flavor my food. Um, except I put mountains of butter on everything that I consumed. Right. So like I would have so much butter, um, uh, disturbing amounts of butter. Right. Okay. Probably contributed to heart stuff that I'm dealing with now. Right. So like, um, I'm going to I'm going to expose myself uh, by giving an example of the kinds of butter that I would consume. A craft okay. a craft macaroni and cheese box, right? Yes. Up until fairly recently, so I'm talking like within the last five years, if I wanted to consume a box, a craft mac and cheese box, I would have more than a stick of butter. So a stick and a quarter to a stick and a half of butter, and I would eat that with probably a uh, a tenth of the cheese that comes in one of those packets, right? So I would have pasta, okay. a, a stick and a half of butter. Pasta. Yeah, pasta, <laughs> a stick and a half of butter, <laughs> and a tenth of what comes in those little cheese packets, and I would eat that in one sitting, right? Okay. That's, yeah. So that, to put that in perspective, right? Right. So now, was it salted butter? Is this where you're it, going? It of course, it was salted butter because <laughs> the, whole, the whole time. I, was, I needed salt. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I had no idea that all I like my body was telling me like you need salt. You need to consume because you're not getting enough, right? And I right. was like, and I, the only way that I understood to salt my food was to put more butter on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, amazing. That's right. perfect. Like, yes. Well, well, that's what, it, and I think that's what we're, that's where we're at with social media, right? Like our yes. body is telling us like, look, I'm starved for this thing, right? And, right. You, and you pick, you know, you pick a, 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 an aspect that has a little, like a little bit of that thing. And then you overindulge to, right. to, to get the necessary amount, right? Yeah. Okay. And, so I'm going to quote Lisa, well, not quote, you know, paraphrase. Lisa Feldman Barrett a lot because she has like dug into my brain. So she's a neuro, a, a scientist that studies brains. I don't want to mislabel her, her actual title. I need to look it up. Um, but her books about how brains work, how we create emotion, how um, just, just how our brains work have been amazing. So um, seven and a half lessons about the brain is what I'm reading right now. And she says in there, relevant to what you were saying, that we have a great debate about whether nature or nurture is most important. And she says, nature made us to be nurtured. And that is like where it is at, right? Because our brains require society in order to become fully human mm. that is our special quality as a mammal is that we form societies mm. so uh freaking amazing but but to your point yes right like i over the pandemic have learned how much i love like human physical touch contact mm. right both me touching other people and other people touching me like not in a gross way, just in a like loving sort of 
thing. And it is something I have always shied away from, but I have, you know, again, what did I do? I picked up wrestling because I desperately need human touch, but have no like way to get it. Yeah. So like my butter was wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just needed the salt of more hugs. <laughs> I think that it would be useful to um, throw a disclaimer. I mean, it's a yeah. little late. It's a little late in, in the show to get here, but uh, we might as well. Um, that anyone who came here for like a lot of sword-related or historical fencing-related like content, like a lot of data, um, probably Sorry. came to the wrong place. Yeah, we we know we know, right? We're we're aware that <laughs> that we've made it this far and not really illuminated this, the manuscripts or the art or whatever for you. Um, that was not the point of, of this, <laughs> right? right. Um, and oh, so- we, We're gonna dig into fencing. It's just, we're gonna talk about like the neurobiology of fencing. Sorry. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. And, and, and we're gonna talk about like why thinking about thinking about friendships and the way that you can have a friendship in the 21st century, um, either online or on the phone or on, on video or whatever is important to understand with regards to fencing, right? Like all of it is, you know, and so, and so it, uh, and also we're just going to enjoy each other's company. Right. Uh, and so again, a disclaimer, like audience members, this is mostly for us. Um, <laughs> we're, glad, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you stuck with us. And I hope that we can um, provide you with some value. But also, like, this is probably not going to be too dissimilar to the types of conversations that we've enjoyed with each other for going on several years now on a very right. regular basis. We're just uh, we're recording it because, um, well, so, well, Jesse, why don't you tell us why we're recording it? Why are we? Well, because if, if we're going to talk about like how we do fencing in the 21st century, 20, it is the 21st century, right? Hmm. What century is this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is time? It's been a pandemic. Um, but if we're going to talk about how we do fencing, then we have to, t like, there is a huge gap in my mind in the kinds of conversations that happen online in the fencing community online yeah. that we do sitting around at events. But everybody gets real serious and thinks we have to be academics in a very specific, narrow, and a little bit tortured way. Mm, so if, tortured. I think that is, I think tortured is. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so I'm gonna say that um, I was, it, it, to be at a, a fencing event. Yeah. For a lot of people, that means being on. Oh yeah. That means being on. And that's a tortured existence. Fair. Right? And and it could be and when I say fencing event, it could be 
a party that's tangentially related to fencing. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, one of the one of the real joys of my life is to, and also, and the other thing too is, and I don't know if it comes from social media, right? In social media, we're often on. You yeah. know, I think we're probably- We are all branded, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's right for our humanity. You know, I think I've, I think I've accepted the fact that most of our life, we don't spend being on and we're not supposed to spend being on curating other people's experience with us. Right. That we just, and so I jump at the opportunity to be as real as I can be, right? And yeah, um, to be as real as I can be and to see what that yields, right? And I, I, I imagine that, and I know that it has been more fruitful for me in my experience. And I imagine that it will be, it, it will be fruitful to both give the conversations that we have to the you know the world you know whoever wants to take the gift that we're you know, uh, you know kind of presumptuous of me to regard it as such but but here we are um, right. but also to model right to model how one hears and discusses and allows themselves to experience change in their views right yeah um, because because when you know especially online i think we spend so much energy keeping up appearances right that we um we're, we're inhibiting real growth in a lot of ways for real okay so we're here to grow and yeah. that is us and for us other than we're going to let other people watch. Yeah. And, and maybe they find use in it. <laughs> well, right, well, and also, like, eventually participate, right? So, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, if we want other people to jump in, like, yeah. you know, send in also, the comments if you want to bullshit with us. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, but that's, yeah. Uh, I, I do think that we're going to get, eventually, we're going to get pretty nitty gritty, right? Yeah. So, we're, we're, we both have a, a lot of experience dealing with the, the sources um, and we both have a, a lot of opinions on what they mean or how we how, how best to think about them. And, and our trees do not look alike. No, no, our trees are different. Um, yeah. They, they share a lot of similarities. Um, and in some sense, I was interested when, when I first had this vision for what this might look like. I, you know, this is my 2020 sort of vision for what, uh, what this series might look like. It was going to be sort of getting to a more fundamental, or at least allowing for a, uh, the development of a more fundamental idea about what a tree could be, right? right. Or like, you know, so... So maybe our, maybe we we 
we don't share the same view on what a particular technique looks like or it's or even its place in a system but like getting to sort of like what a system is right or that that kind yeah. of thing that was sort of my you know um I, 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 along the way, I think I discovered that I'm not even as interested in that, right? <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care what a system is. I don't even care what a system is. Um, except that talking about it makes me better. Mm-hmm. Right. Or it just makes me, when I say better, I don't mean like, um, we'll probably talk about this too, right? The talk about what it means to be better, right? You've had a, you've had a lot of transformational insights for me about what it means to be better and where our desire to be better comes from, right? Oh, cool. Well, just like uh, we were talking about um, the the ultimate self. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think I've decided that I'm like, I'm not even interested in, I'm almost not even interested in an ultimate self, right? I yeah. think, I think it's, it's being present. You know, being present is such uh, uh, is also a missing a missing feature, right? Um, or maybe, or maybe it does exist. But you know, when it exists, when being present exists, is after everything is over and people are kind of it's like right before everyone gets super drunk, right? Is <laughs> <laughs> that small window um, of time where everyone is allowing themselves to be themselves and just and. <clears throat> To say things about fencing that they're not saying to make other people in the room like be interested or like or like I want to know more about that guy because he's got this cool stuff to say. Like right. it's just yeah. Yeah. It's always the hug after the fencing. Yeah. Yeah. Fencing yeah. was cool. Right. The hug after, right? Hug That's why we're all here. All right. We should end this thing because it has gone long already. Yeah. But then maybe in the future it'll be. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess ninety minutes. For yeah, the I think so. I think I think uh, I I would definitely I I will allow in my schedule. I will allow in my schedule, at, you know, at least ninety minutes. I think right. most of our conversations go on for. Lots of our conversations go on for ninety minutes. <laughs> ninety minutes. <laughs> They go so, out until like one of us have like a child throws something at us and we're like, fuck, okay, yes, yes, I'll make you dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Um, so we should tease. We should tease. So what are we gonna talk about next time? Oh okay. Well, we're going to talk about training in armor or how to train in armor. Oh yes. Because you want to talk about that. I want to hear about that. I actually don't, I mean, I don't know enough. I don't have, my experience is so limited that the only, you know, quote unquote insights that I, I have is um, sort of my, a, a guess, right? My right, guess. But you do have a ton of insights into uh, becoming athletic. And that's actually what's super relevant for mm. armor. So I think you will have a lot more to say than you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, we're definitely going to talk about systems more. We're definitely going to talk about the nature of truth and reality a, a lot more because I have a lot more to say about that and how that is relevant to Indus. Boom. So uh, we'll get yeah. into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm excited. And that'll um, be super fancy. Um, but like what happens in what order? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, so I guess to wrap it up, uh, for anyone who's made it this far, um, thank you Thanks. for joining. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, otherwise, I will see you. I'll talk to you plenty before then. Um, but I'll certainly see you next week. Same time, same place. Yeah. Same bat channel. Yeah. Great. Exactly. All right. Awesome. I, yeah. Oh, I can end the stream and then we can keep talking for like, Oh, that's happening. That was already happening. You didn't okay, know that was happening? I ha Well, I have like four minutes. I actually do have to. Oh, come on. Really? All right. All right. No, 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 no. Um, keep all this in the, when you upload this video, this all needs to Yeah, all of this, I'm like, this is how we live. But that's the point. <laughs> this is what we're doing here. Anyways. All right. Yeah. I'm okay. ending the stream. Yeah. And then we'll see.